Luke, introduce us. We are the Arrow Academy. So we raced Marathon Nats this weekend, and Colin got the dub. Absolute stud. But uh, basically, first episode about Marathon Nats. So I say we get it going. Sounds good. So, um, uh, Luke, do you want to talk us through the start, I guess? Because you had a pretty eventful start. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it was a pretty chill start just because, you know, on the road, I mean, there's no point in sprinting whenever you have, like, a mile of road. Um, I, feel like, I feel like it was pretty hard still, though, from the gun for no reason. Yeah, but I think that was just because everybody wanted to get in a good position. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after, like, the first few uh, yards and stuff, it's like nobody really wants to put too much work on the front. So it's like, just sit in. Yeah. And I mean, it's a got... lot lot more chill than, like, regular XC starts. And you got pushed off the road, didn't you? And you were, oh, you were yeah, pretty far back. Then what, yeah, we had the, I would say that's like, I don't know, like a 45-second road climb before we hit the single track. Mm-hmm. Dude, right at the bottom, um, I just got knocked off the road and went into a ditch and had on clip. Yeah. And I just watched everybody right away. Um, so, you know. How'd you, that, huh? how'd you go into the woods? Which place? What place Dude, were you in the woods? Of course. Oh dang! So you because I mean I knew it was the time on the climb. A, yeah, if it was gonna be like a forty-five second climb, I knew like all right, I'm just gonna have to lay a thousand watts down up this climb. Um, and by the by, like the last twenty seconds of the climb, um, you know y'all we established a lead group. Like there was eight of us at the top of the climb, and the rest of the group was off. Yeah, I mean it was a pretty hard little punch for yeah yeah and uh Jonas led into the woods right yeah he did yeah yeah so I actually thought my sprint or I me mean, my start was going really well because I it had that climb had two like rollers to it and I didn't I thought the first one was like the top and so I like went really hard uh going into the woods because I knew we could get a good breakaway if we uh, push the pace at the start of the race. Yeah. And so um, I got to the top and I was like, oh, I had a comfortable lead. And then I realized like, oh, yeah, we got to keep going up a little bit more. And uh, so I let off the gas for a second and uh, to try and like roll back into the group. Um, and then everyone kicked it up right past me and ended up getting like in the woods like fifth or sixth and yeah. i was like oh gosh like this uh do you think it would have been better for you just to stay on the gas all the way up the climb into the into the woods probably not it was uh it was actually probably a good decision just to jump jump behind y'all um mm-hmm. because i was uh if i would have tried to get in the front again it probably would have been another match that i didn't really want to burn and then uh then it was also kind of kind of good to let other people set the pace because you never know, like, especially after a start like that. Because I started, like, second row, but I had to pass a couple people at a decent decent pace to like, get to the front. And so um, I was like, if I tried to go out really hard, I probably would have burned too many matches early on. And then um, – and so, I don't know. I, I'm happy that, like – 
I didn't do that, but also at the same time, like it would have been nice to not have to deal with the lap lap traffic and stuff. Uh, yeah, back of the group. Um, Colin, since you were you mostly hung out at the back of every group that we were in, how bad was the rubber band effect? Um, it actually wasn't terrible. Um, because I could kind of, I could kind of tell by the pace that y'all were going at, like that. Um, like where I needed to speed up and where I needed to like sit down because like I knew kind of on the second lap I could tell the pace of where everyone was going between uh Jonas, you guys, and uh Will. I was kind of like, okay, I could read, like, okay, I don't have to be super like tight on them because there's a couple times where like somebody would unclip or something, and like if you catch a if you catch into the back of somebody's wheel and you have to unclip or crash or whatever, like that's not yeah. that's not the best thing. So I was like, I just sat back like probably five feet and kind of just watched the lines and was able to like pick pick different lines, but also like follow you guys into some stuff. Hmm. And uh, the rubber band effect wasn't too bad until we got on the other side, and oh, yeah. um, and it wasn't bad because we weren't like throttling it for an hour yeah it was well i was because on the last lap i was setting the pace there and i yeah. was because you know it, it was a group of us and i was like you know if this comes down to a sprint colin's gonna win so i was just trying to do everything i could to hurt colin as much as i could i was so really surprised I went, I went you... to the corner huh no you can keep going sorry um so in the corner i would just slam on the brakes dude and just hit it out of it for a quick like few seconds and then i just did that like pretty much any corner that i could do it in yeah i don't know if you felt it colin but that i was trying to hurt you as much as possible i definitely did but uh Jonas was doing a very good job of like he would like because he was we were letting off like letting it open up so then that way by the time you were sprinting out of it we were we would just keep rolling um because like if you give like a five or ten foot little bit of space like you'll hit the brakes and then get it back on the gas and by the time we're even to you like you're rolling again and so we ended up figuring that out and we were talking about that after the race we're like we ended up figuring that out and so the rubber band effect wasn't as bad as i thought um, but there was definitely a couple times where, like, you sprinted out of corners or whatever. Where I was like, okay, this could be the end of the race. Um, and so it wasn't – it was bad at times, but it wasn't, like uh, – it wasn't, like, the usual XC race where it's, like, you're just suffocating. Um, because yeah. Because that – I mean, during those twists on that back half of the course, like, you literally can't put down power. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. sure my heart rate wasn't as near as high as regular races. We definitely could have gone faster, I think. But I also well, think you didn't you didn't want to go hard the whole time and just pull me to the finish because I was on your wheel. Yeah. Um, shoot, I forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, like, you know, we're, that last lap we were playing so much games. And... I mean, that whole last lap, I was just trying to get a gap the whole, I mean, forever. Yeah. yeah. And I did get that one gap on uh, whatever climb that was, like, one of the last, like, main-ish climbs. Yeah, I don't know dude. how big it was. I was just, like, trying to hammer, but then, like, you know, I would look back and y'all were just getting closer. Yeah. It was, uh, 
it was pretty uh, it was pretty intense of like just strategy and stuff towards the end because I didn't know what people were thinking and also I was like trying to formulate my own plan. And so I was like, well, I got to see what everyone else is doing. Um, but also be ready for someone to just send one. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Did you ever think about going off the front, Colin? Or were That's you just waiting for the sprint? There was a there was a couple times I was actually feeling. So I knew I get to this like two and a half hour mark and if I've made it to that two and a half hour mark and I feel good, I, for some reason, get this, like, just all of a sudden, like, afterburner effect, and I just start feeling really, really good. Um, like, it's happened to me a ton on group rides and, like, long rides. Um, if I make it there um, not bonked, then it's usually a good day for me. And so I had to make sure that was the case. And so I uh, I hit that two. It was like two twenty, and I tried to tried to attack the group a couple times, and I ended up getting blocked. But um, yeah, it was hard to get past. The, yeah, yeah, there's a couple there times. Was no passing. There's a couple times I like came came up beside you and Luke and Jonas, and it was. I mean, I was not upset about it at all, but they were just uh, holding their own position, and so I was like, uh, "We'll see if I can if I can hold it." Um, if I can try again, I tried two or three times and then I was just like, oh, I'll just wait and see what happens. And um, I just made sure I wasn't in a position to where like, if y'all went, decided to go that I couldn't, I couldn't go with y'all. And so yeah, um, there was a couple of times where I was like, yeah, I might, I might be able to try and push the pace a little bit, but also at the same time, I was happy to like watch, watch y'all set the pace and kind of decide what I wanted to do. Um yeah, I feel like Colin, like almost your best strategy was just to sit there and just watch me, Jonas, and Ezra try to break away. Because, yeah. I mean, if any time any of us went to a sprint against you, you're going to win. So it's just like almost just me and Ezra and Jonas just wanting to break away. And you just had to sit in and let everyone else do the work. Yeah, I, actually, I did get a little bit worried towards the end that – um that someone was gonna sneak up and and take it um because i could feel Jonas kind of getting comfortable and i also knew like will was kind of on a mission coming back and attack yeah attacking back into the group and so i was like oh gosh like one of them are just gonna jump on and say see you later to us and so i was kind of i was like sitting back there but i was also like at the same time, like really thinking about every scenario because uh, there was a lot that could have could have gone down. Um, but yeah, I was like using my brain as much as I was using my legs at that that point in time, especially like the last five miles. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. Think we we kind of skipped over the I think Luke's main attack when he went through the group through the. Uh... Nineteen twenty nine through the nineteen to twenty nine leaders. Yeah, that was I feel like the main turning point of the race. That was kind of when yeah we solidified the group. I feel like yeah I forgot about that. I I completely forgot that happened. Yeah, that was that was the I I feel like going going into that last lap. I knew going into that climb that was going to be my last chance to split the group 
mm-hmm. uh, before, you know, going to a sprint. So I was just like, you know, just go balls out on. I, I actually started the attack before the downhill because I knew Jonas was behind me. And uh, I mean, that downhill is just loose corners and he didn't have a dropper and in road pedals. So I was like, I'm going to get a gap on this downhill, then continue it on the climb. And yeah. uh, that's what I did. I got a pretty kinda, solid gap, but uh, you kind of use you use the passing of the nineteen and twenty nines group. I feel like that was kind of good for you because yeah, it, they blocked us up kind of, and I think Will got caught behind them, and that's where Will Will got lost off the back for a bit. Yeah, but uh, I think I think what I messed up there is almost going too early on the downhill. Like I did bring a gap into the climb. But I think I just used so much energy just trying to rail those corners so fast and punch it out of it that, like, by the end of the climb, uh, y'all just had way more power than me, and I just couldn't hold the gap. So I just gave up on the attack. Yeah. I think also in one of those races, it kind of gets demoralizing, especially on attack like that. Because I knew, personally... If I was going to make an attack, I knew it was going to be a 20 to 30 minute long attack um, because it, like I've raced those courses so much and kind of uh, especially with our group that's so fast. It's like it's not going to be a 10, 10 second to like a minute burst. It's going to be like a 20 to 30 minute long, like just throttle um, and just see if you can break people. And so I was like. If I if I got on the front, I was just gonna be like balls out for for like twenty or thirty minutes, and so um, I was like, I don't know if that's really a match I wanted to burn that uh, that early in the race, and so I was like, and me and Ezra were actually like we we're talking, we we're like, if somebody else goes, like we gotta go, and then just set the pace hard um, for the next like twenty minutes, because if you do like it like a minute burst and then somebody gets on the front and just sets a hard pace for like 20 minutes. It's going to be like a lot of suffering for you. And so it was like, we were trying to think about how we could, we could break other people, but then it ended up kind of just settling out. And so we're like, well, this is fine too. So yeah, that's sort of Um, what I was trying to do going, uh, going into the second lap. Whenever I did that small attack through the start straight to get into the woods first, yeah. And I guess, it, I mean, it was probably close to like, I don't know, just a few minutes. Um, I hit the pace pretty hard. Um, but, and I was planning on doing that for the la- rest of that half of the lap. Um, but you, Colin, you got in my head whenever you screamed at Ezra. Like, I, I guess Ezra was trying to come around me and you screamed, not yet, Ezra. Remember me, Luke, me go fast. And I was just thinking in my head, like, they're planning on me to do this, and they're going to do some sort of team tactics to hurt me. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I got to change my strategy up real quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, beautiful. Me and, me, and you were, me and Luke were being aggressive the whole race, I feel like unnecessarily, but I... I didn't want anybody to get in between. Dude, any time that we ride together, we're over aggressive. I know, I know. <laughs> but I just, I really, I was super weird about not wanting anybody to be in front of me if you were on the front. I just didn't want like an attack to go. Yeah. I know, I know how fast you are on the 
on the distance. I was just really worried that someone would, like if Jonas was on road pedals and he would get dropped or. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Like I I just didn't want to risk Luke getting away on a technical downhill and then just carrying it. Yeah. That's how I felt about you too. Um, That's what's so weird about this race is because it's like the pace is majority lower, but since it is lower, that whenever the attacks do happen, they're at such high pace yeah. that you, if you're not in the good positioning and if you're not ready for it, it'll just catch you off guard and you're gone. I mean, we didn't, we never really went hard for more than five minutes. I don't think the whole race, like it was pretty. Yeah. Tame. I but kept, uh, I kept thinking like of that one. Ups. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, except for like the punch ups that everyone knew that like there was going to be attacks. It was just yeah. like almost, it almost felt like a team time trial, dude. It was mutual. I think we all knew it was going to be hard through like the yeah. two climbs. I kept running through the that scenario of uh, of the Tour de France when uh, I can't remember which one. Oh, it was it was uh, Pagachar when he was sitting behind Jonas Bingago and he just like they were rolling up to go. They were in a break and they were like just setting tempo, and then Pagachar just sent one and it completely caught him off guard. And I was like. I swear if that happens to me in this race, like I'm gonna uh I'm gonna be pretty happy I mean not happy, I'm pretty pretty mad with uh with the with that. But also I was like at the same time, maybe I can do that to other people. But yeah, yeah. But this like, course there I don't think there was any way you could really get away like 'cause you, if you were behind if you like second wheel and you tried to launch an attack, you would hear the person going and you the, the leader would just speed up. Yeah. Or or if you're leading, I feel like uh, they could just watch you tell by your body language that you're about to attack, and it was pretty easy to mark down. You couldn't really was, catch anybody by surprise. It was almost like you had to wait for every rider to get in the correct spot because, like, every time that I was on the front, for the most part, Ezra was behind me. So any lines that I was taking, Ezra was taking, and it was just, like, so forth on the way back. Um, but I needed like someone like, uh, just like not dogging on Jonas, but like bro was running road pedals and a high post and, and he basically had a slick tire. So like, I, I was like, looked at his bike setup and I was like, oh, I could easily get him on the downhills. It, but it's like, I want him to hold everyone else up. Yeah. But he honestly, like when you sent that attack on the downhill, he, kept your wheel better than me like he dropped me through that downhill bit and i was like Crap. yeah he oh, he really? was ripping he uh because i was like, like I, I oh he's just a typical gravel line. guy i was like yeah, oh, he's I a mean, typical gravel guy he i can he can rip good but like compared to luke on the downhills like i don't know and then yeah and then you sent one and i was like okay he's uh he's legit he knows what he's doing so that's all to him I should have looked at his Instagram videos before I, uh, I assumed <laughs> that he was just a typical gravel rider. That yeah. Didn't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> even even that too. I was looking at his tires choices, dude. Bro, basically, had a slick for a back tire, and I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna attack on the most rutted out, driest corner. Yeah, but uh, dude, yeah. he was on it on that bike. I was super surprised. He had. He was basically running a gravel bike. Yeah. It was and pretty the, impressive. Yeah, in yeah. mid-race, whenever we saw the road pedals, I mean, as, it's impressive to road, run road pedals on so many corners like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, do you guys want to talk about kind of wind it down to the to the finish? Yeah. So Luke, kind of talk us through because you were on the front. What you were, oh. what your strategy was. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, once we got to like thirty minutes to fifteen minutes out, it would save as much energy if it is going to a sprint and for like the two little punch climbs i mean it was just going all out just to try to get a gap but obviously no gap formed so i mean after that point it was just basically almost a slow roll to the road um then will attacked yeah will will came back um like he must have been off the back for and the, the whole like more than a lap it was like a lap and some change like probably an hour and a half that he was chasing yeah and then yeah he, he came up on our group like right before the last 500 meters i'd say yeah that and, was uh, that was impressive he just, he just sent it like i was not expecting it at all like he came from behind caught us and then just like, yeah sent a huge flyer off the road yeah we weren't ready for that at all i mean me and you ezra we locked up bars on that so yeah i mean and then colin do you want to talk about that because you got onto will's wheel like super quick you were you were on oh, the left yeah. side of the road with him yeah i so i knew i kind of knew i could tell by the group i was like there's no you can't wait around and uh, like lock onto wheels um because i i kind of run this scenario through my head a couple times i was just like I knew if it came down to it, it was like, whoever goes first, don't be the first one to go, but be the first one to go with them. Um, And so I was like, yeah, whoever goes first here, because it was like not even the half mile. It was like probably like 0.3 or 0.4 miles to the finish. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to lock onto his wheel. And I could just tell by the pace he was going, he wasn't like leading someone out. He was going for the win. And so I was like, okay, if he can tow me to the line, that's great. Like, that would be sick. And I knew I had a little bit more kick than him um, just because I knew he just made a big attack to come back and latch onto the group. So I knew he's gassed, and I was like, he'll kick for probably 20 to 30 seconds, and then it's on me to get the rest of the way. Yeah. And so yeah, – where, where did Jonas – I'm trying to think. I think um, – I was, was – Jonas, it was his third wheel. Jonas, yeah, Jonas latched onto you, and then I got onto him, and then I think it was Luke was the the last one coming into the corner. Was that on to? Was that on your wheel, Ezra, or Jonas's? I think you were on my wheel. You were. I thought. Last oh, wheel I thought it was on Jonas's. I don't know why though. Oh, um, no, so if Luke, do you want to talk about coming through the the last corner? Oh my god, dude. Um, I feel like Colin should do it, but do, I mean, wanna, my race, wanna, my race ended in the corner. I mean, describe the corner, dude. Um, there was a, it was just a building, dude. You know, it was a state park, so there's a, you got to get a ticket in and all that, and that's where you got your ticket. So there was like a building with like columns around it, dude. <laughs> a speed bump, a stop sign. And then the rest of the road. The speed bump was like mid mid apex too, so yeah, you, it was pretty sketchy. It was either you're gonna hit a stop sign, speed bump, or column. So you better hit the speed bump. So Luke went around. Sorry. Yeah, my instincts. I don't know why. I just saw everything. And I was like, 
my instincts were just to go around it and not did break you, my collarbone. Did you think you were going to come around it and maybe come around all of us? Dude, or, once or I went around, because you know, once I went around, I knew, knew instantly the race was over for me. Yeah, I mean, Luke, um, by that point, I think Colin was leading through the corner, right? Yeah, so I went with Will and then came around him right before the corner because he started to let off the gas. And I was like, as soon as he lets off, people are going to come around. And I went into the corner first and ended up cutting, like, inside to outside and actually ended up going into, like, a the gravel, like, the gravel. campground yeah. driveway and then jumped back onto the road. And then I noticed I was, like, towing everyone to the line. I was like, oh, I can't do this. And so I, like, let off the gas and, like, soft pedaled and then Jonas came around and like I started to accelerate and so I just let off let him come around and then jump back onto his wheel and then I think it was at like 1k to go there uh no it wasn't no, 1k it was, it was like it was like 500 yeah it was like 500 feet to go and then he pulled for probably 100 150 feet and then I just came around. I was like it's time to go and just absolutely I was like Yep, everything I got into this uh, next, like, yeah. 200 feet. And, uh, yeah, it ended up working out well. Um, but <laughs> Working out well, bro. Working out well. Won. Won. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, I, yeah, I was, like, kind of surprised that I was going to – I had that much kick after. But I, uh, I was like, well, it's either – it's all or nothing here. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you trying to spill some numbers in that sprint? Yeah. So the last minute, let me look. The last minute, I think was um around seven seventy five. I think is what it was, and then seven seventy five for that last minute, dude. Yep, seventy seven five. What was your peak? And then peaked out at. 1483. Dang. All right. <laughs> I mean, I can't hit those numbers. <laughs> I, I, I haven't even hit 1200 watts this race, so. No, yeah. No. But it was uh, it was uh, quite a quite the effort that I had to put into that when I was. Uh, oh yeah, dude. I think everybody I was in... knew it was over when uh, when Colin. <laughs> yeah. Much anybody could do. I was really, really worried. I was gonna botch it. I was like, "Oh gosh, if there's anything I can do, like, don't slip a gear, don't unclip or something, don't post up early." Shot fired, okay, buddy. But I feel like the transmission is really good for for sprints like that. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I was pretty happy. I also like my chain was. Uh, was super dry and so i actually was worried about like some sort of malfunction with that it was like super super dry from the dust and uh i was like oh gosh dude and i hadn't replaced it in a while and it was uh pretty dang uh stretched out and i was like yep those a... trainings, bro. i was like there's a lot that could go wrong here but let's just hold it together as much as we can for the next yeah 30 seconds well, dude, any sprint if I had your power in sprints, dude, I'd be worried about any sprints just snapping my chain. It, like, yeah, thankfully the transmission, I'm not having to worry about that as much, but definitely still a possibility. 
some promoting going on right there. Uh, yeah, what can I say? Shout out, Sram. Hey, <laughs> bro. Um, I, I just want to know, good. like, what's your max power you have ever hit? Uh, it was sixteen ninety at Virginia when we when we came down to a sprint. That was your all time max. Yeah, I don't sprint oh, that, that much. Makes, that makes me feel better about myself selling that sprint. Right, yeah. What's your max sprint? What's your max sprint? Me? Yeah. Dude, it's like fourteen hundred watts. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the exact number. It's in the fourteen hundred. So, is it on I, road or mountain bike? Dude, the mountain bike. See, I can't hit big, big numbers on the road bike. Like the max I've hit on the road bike is like high thirteens, low fourteens. Yeah, I'm lucky if yeah. I hit a thousand watts on the road bike. But the, uh, yeah, I don't really do that many sprint workouts. Like to be honest, I rarely ever sprint yeah i don't think you have to to practice sprints with genetics like that got some quads yeah dude i mean you're just a natural sprinter i mean not even just just the sprinting power but like setting up sprints too like yeah you, you got big I mean, moves in the sprints this was the second race this year it's been a bunch sprint for the finish i mean virginia ended this race so it's like both of those you executed it perfectly that it's impressive Luke, you know you know i can teach you that you just have to be on our team dude you tried teaching me before before virginia like we were talking about wisconsin about how i sold two sprints against ian and um you were like me we were driving to virginia bro we were on the interstate and you were showing me how to sprint like set up sprints like with your truck on the interstate <laughs> oh yeah i was. then you then you missed it Almost makes the exit, dude. Were yes. you popping out of the draft in the Tacoma column? Yes, I was. I would rev up and like touch bumpers with them and then pull out of the draft. <laughs> yeah. And even after teaching yeah. me that, I did not do that at all in Virginia. Yeah. There's something that comes to it, just like I, I just it can't was... set up sprints. You just got sprints there, honestly. Yeah. Well, in yeah. Virginia, I didn't have my high took two high gears. My derailleur just messed up. Yeah, transmission has never failed me, bro. Yeah. It, it's actually my fault. It was because I was doing my own bike mechanic versus letting Papa Hinden do it. That was a L idea. Yeah, he's like, I didn't want to bug him with it because I already had his wheel, his brake lever, dude. Like, I had so many of his parts on my bike just so I could race that I was like, oh, I can do this. Dude. Didn't you borrow a derailleur for, from him for this race? Yeah, I I shipped it back to him today. Shout out Papa Hendon. For real, he's a real one. All right. Um, what what kind of fueling strategy? I guess we can, we can start off with uh, training strategies. Let's say two to three weeks out, kind of what have y'all, what zones and stuff had y'all been training, and then coming in, what what did your taper look like? Yeah, you want to go first, Luke? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So like three weeks out, it was uh basically a ton of volume, just get legs. Um, then uh probably like a month, month actually before the race. We, I was hitting uh, threshold stuff, you know, just to build a solid base threshold for that long of a race. Then uh, once it got to, like, 
closer to a month before the race, started hitting 4020s to really just sharpen the top end power since there were so many corners. It was just going to be stopping and sprinting so much that I just wanted the sharpness in the legs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then so. kind of a couple, like the week out and the couple of days leading up to what, what was your riding look like and how was your body feeling? But I do like to stay like the whole, the two days leading into the race. I like to never be, never have like a super hungry feeling. Um, like, because then that you're kind of in a deficit. Yeah. Um, and your body has a hard time coming back from that sometimes. And so I like to always be either be snacking on like either some sort of like, uh, like whole grain crackers or something that's like a good carb or especially fruit. Like I've been a big fruit person recently. Yeah. And then, but the night before the race, we did uh Greek food. So we did like uh, pita and white, white rice and, chicken and like uh cucumbers and tomatoes and so it was like pretty like somewhat bland because you're doing a lot of like salt and pepper and stuff on that and yeah that helps not mess up the stomach and then also you can you can load up because it's so good and you're like it's like just white rice and like whole grain pita bread and chicken so it's pretty much pretty basic all you, yeah all you can all you can really get and uh it's it's worked out really well for me morning of i do um i'm always uh coffee an hour after i wake up and then pancakes basically as soon as i wake up because it's a pretty early early wake up 6 a.m uh wake up to eat for this race um and so usually if it's like an xc race i'll do uh three hours before because i'm not super worried about being like super super full because i know it's not going to be a long race um and so i'm okay with going two and a half hour or three hours is like three and a half hours okay um but this one i did two and a half hours because i was like i want to have some of my breakfast still in me by by the time i'm um back in and then um so we did two and a half hours and I did a, like three pancakes with with just uh, maple syrup, and uh, yeah. And then I hit a gel five minutes before the race started, and was sipping on water. And then got electrolytes in. Um, did one of the electrolyte little um, tasks. How many carbs? How many carbs per hour were y'all doing the, during the race? I was trying to do sixty. I was doing yeah. ninety. 90? Okay. Yeah. I right, but Luke uh Luke is like a human trash can for, for torque gels though. So <laughs> Yeah, it's true. The uh yeah, I was shooting for nine eighty to ninety. Um but I ended I only was able to get in about sixty seven is what I think my math came out because I was at like two oh five or something. Yeah. Um, Do you guys like to get it through through drink mix or like actual gels or solid food? Because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm more of a, a drink guy. Like I can't take too many gels. Dude, gels are so much easier because it's like there's 30 grams in each gel for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. So just one gel every 20 minutes. It's just so easy. 
yeah, I do like a gel an hour and then I get the rest through my, through my bottle. I feel like a bottle is easier for me to get down. Yeah. But, but I, I just like to be exactly on track with uh, my carbs per hour. Like I can't, yeah. because like I'll down a bottle so fast. What was y'all's, uh, y'all's strategy for water for the race? Cause there's a lot of people with packs. Oh, yeah, I was dude. one of them. Did y'all run two bottles on your bike or one bottle? Cause it was a 20 mile loop and there was two feed zones. So three, three feed zones. Yeah. Three, well, feet, yeah. three, three feet in. So what about you, Luke? What'd you what'd Dude, you bring on you? I was like I just just went with the one bottle just because I yeah. felt like two was I mean, there's already so many feed zones just for twenty miles. I was like almost there's no way I'm gonna run out of water. Yeah. But um I actually you... did. I wasn't paying attention to how much water I had for yeah. going through the last feed zone. For sure. And I didn't realize that I was out of water hour i had no water so you didn't you didn't ask me for water luke dude uh, I, mean, I was I thinking you, I, <laughs> I sent you the instagram reel the day before and I told <laughs> you, you were gonna be asking me for water man dude you have no idea how bad i wanted to ask so you know like after the last straightaway punch before you yep. hit that kind of steep downhill yeah 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 the whenever we punched that i was whenever we punched that dude i was dying and at that point i thought I was like considering like, am I actually going to make it to the finish line, dude? Because <laughs> my mouth was so dry and my, like my heart was bumping. Mm-hmm. And uh, like at the end of the, the downhill, me and Ezra had a gap and I didn't notice, but uh, I reached for a bottle instead of hit the gap. I know. And I yelled at you. I know. I reached for a bottle with no water just to try to get a little drop, dude. Yeah, I, that, I was a little nervous at that point. Um, I would, yeah. I mean, I had plenty of water still. Like, I had three bottles in my pack, and then I was taking a sip from every feed zone. It's like I was pretty good on water the whole race. What about you, Colin? Did you, uh, you ran two bottles, right? Or no, you ran one big one. No, no, so I ran, um, I actually made sure I was like, I'm going to be super dialed on this because I do not want to get in a bad feeling um, Mm -hmm. during this race. Um, so I did not a bottle with 90 grams of carbs in it, the never second C90. Um, and it was a C90? yeah, it was a C90. Um, so I tried to finish that before the first lap was over. Um, and so I did that and then I had another bottle of just water and I finished, I was like two thirds of the way through the C90 and then. I'd finished the whole regular bottle of water, but I also had poured a little bit on myself and then drank a bunch of it and then dropped it. So you poured uh, C90 on yourself? No, I poured regular water. Um, okay. And then uh, the um, then I did – then I got through the second feed zone on the second lap. I did. I got a bottle of C of two scoops of C thirty. So and a, I think the bottle was like a thousand milliliters. It was one of the really big, really big uh, never second bottles. And so I felt pretty good about that. But it was definitely hard to get down and get water during the race. So oh yeah, I, dude. Um, I mean, I probably Luke, was, Luke, was ha- Dude. Luke, Luke was hating on the pack, but I'm, I'm telling you, man. Well, well, whenever you would mess with your pack, I would, I would pass you, dude. And then whenever I reached down for my bottle or gel, you would pass me back. And it was 
it that was honestly ridiculous. Okay, man. <laughs> what do you think about that, Colin? How, was it fun? Yeah, you got that? the first. <laughs> yeah, I had a backseat backseat view to that one. It was uh, quite funny. I didn't really know what y'all were doing, but I was happy to happy to let y'all keep your uh, keep your shenanigans up. Dude, I was yeah. just worried that Ezra was gonna do some sort of uh, whack attack on the first lap. That I couldn't be able to get around Jonas or anything on the front, and he would go for some reason. Y'all see Jonas had on road pedals. Yeah, that was that was wild. That was crazy. That was a, a bold it's honestly move. impressive for that course because there's just like there was some corners where we were unclipping leverage. Yeah, and there was like a lot of like really tight corners that I feel like you'd. I don't know. I feel like you wouldn't be able to turn as well with a road pedal because there's no, yeah. there's no like uh, lost flow. In. Yeah, there's no flow. But I don't know. Yeah. It works pretty well in the sprint, I feel like. But <laughs> not enough to win. Let's not spoil that. Um, the, what about, uh, get, get what about bike setups now? Yeah, I guess we can go with bike setup. Uh, I ran my normal bike setup. Just my super cow with a... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just normal super cow, basically. It's got transmission and a axis dropper. It's 160. 160. Yeah, I was running 2.25 icons front and rear. Yeah, 2.25. What, what PSI? Um, I was running 20 in the back and 19 in the front. That high for that course, dude? I, I, I run pretty high pressure because I, I, I ride my road bike so much that when I move to my mountain bike, I feel like it's it's just way too soft, so... Dog, but what How about did you what not about you, like Luke? slide out every corner, dude? I mean, I don't know. I didn't. What, what, what were you running? What was your bike set up, dude? I was uh, I had um, two, three, fives uh, icons on both uh, both wheels with uh, 17 in the front and 18 in the back. PSI, it's pretty, it's pretty low, dude. How much do you yeah. run? I was trying to race run race kings, dude, but. Dude, gravels and gravel after, wasn't after the move. crashing in front of Alexis Gardum and then flatting like 20 minutes later, <laughs> I was done. Dang, that, was, that was quite uh, the experience. Yeah, um, I thought I well, cracked my rim at first, too. I, I thought my <laughs> I was about to be so mad, dude, because I looked oh, down and like there was like a sealant like line and I thought it was a crack. Uh, how many rims have you cracked, Luke? We don't need to talk about that. Okay. Okay. So, what was your bike setup like? What besides your tires? Because we know you you only talk about tires and shaping them, dude. Um, it's like a normal super cow. You know, I got like the Fox setup. What travels you're dropping? One fifty. One fifty. What about you, Colin? What was your bike setup looking like? Uh, um. So I ran. Uh, my normal setup, access everything, transmission, epic. Um, I actually re- tried to run it pretty stiff, um, which did not pay out well for my hands. Um, my hands are pretty pretty beaten after some serious blisters. Did you put more uh, air in your suspension, or did you just run a higher pressure than normal? No, I just ran the brain a bit higher um, because what? it was gonna. But- I knew it was gonna be a pretty fast and flat race. And so I was like, I'm not going to open it up too much. And 
just the chatter. I probably should have ran it a little lower on the fork. Um, but tire pressure was like, I think 17, 18. So it was pretty low. Um, but then I ran, I ran two, two Aspen or ardent race, two, two ardent race on the front and then two, two, five Aspen on the back. Um, and I feel like that worked really, really good. I actually did not feel like I was sliding at any point. Um, and, uh, it was one of the first times I felt really that comfy on dry stuff like that. And so, uh, I was pretty happy with that. Um, and then the, uh, yeah, transmission was working really, really good in the, the corners and stuff, just shifting back and forth on the, uh, on the twist, like the twist backs and stuff. Um, and then I actually cut my bars down a few weeks ago. Um, to Why? Send, did, you, did you cut to them down for the race or did you just cut them down? No, so they got, my bike fell off, fell off the rack and they uh, got pretty shredded. Okay. And so I cut them down to like 745. Um, and um, I, at first I didn't think I was going to like it. And then it's actually way more comfortable. Um, and a lot of the World Cup guys are actually starting to drop their bars back down. Um, and so I was like, I'm I'm going to try it, see if I like it. And I actually feel like I have a lot more, like, range of movement. And uh, Yeah. Where were you running them at before? I was at 780 before. That's, that's pretty wide, dude. I'm at, like, yeah. 760. Yeah, like so I feel like – my Damn. shoulders, my shoulders were getting a little like, it was just a tad too wide, and so I was like, I'm gonna try it and see if I like it, and I ended up liking it a lot, and um, so yeah. pretty happy with that. Dude, on another note, real quick though, so uh, Corey tagged the i9 in the gravity post. Are y'all sponsored by i9 now? Yeah, we, we are. are. Dang, bro, money moves. Indeed. All right. Well, you guys, well, you guys want to end it there? I say yeah. we, we ended on this first one. Uh, our, our, our next Sweet. podcast, we'll have a special guest, Sepp Koos. Uh, <laughs> For real. <laughs> Vuelta winner. Yeah, yeah. American. Luke, what's what's the email for uh for listener questions? Oh, yeah. So it's um the email is the Aero Academy. Wait, no, it's not. It's uh, the arrow podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Or you can uh, DM Yeah, Instagram I'll like put it in the in. description or something, dude. Or yeah. you can um, uh, or you can DM us questions on Instagram at 865fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect hugs, dude. And, and if you're listening to this, you can send us anything on Instagram. Anything. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's end it there. Appreciate us, you guys listening. Yeah, have a good one, yeah, yeah. guys. All right. I'll, I'll see you, Jits. Bye. <laughs>